Hey, kid. I don't think I can hang on much longer. Oh, come on. I, I can I barely even support my own body weight. How am I supposed to hold you up? Give me your hand. Quick. Give me your hand. Kid. No. <gasps> Yeah, okay. Well, let's go! Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm always Dan. I'm usually Brennan. And together, we're a father and son duo. That what's Brennan? We explore the latest blockbuster hits, uh, schlocky <laughs> VHS golden age rental store um, flicks and all of that in spoiler heavy fashion. Didn't even have to read off of the thing perfect yeah. i mean i mean that's exactly yeah. that's exactly it word for word yes. you know like doing this for like seven years and you just got it down pat. well i usually just like yeah like i pay a lot of attention when you, you say do. that part yeah you do i mean i i saw you practicing in your room for hours <laughs> when you were younger and your one of your roommates talked to me once and he, and he was just like, keeps on looking in the mirror and going hi welcome to the corrupt <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. <laughs> I'm Bre- I'm I'm Brennan. No, 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 no. I'm I'm Brennan. <laughs> That's it. I nailed it. <laughs> this is, this is going to be so great if we ever do a live show. <laughs> yeah, people are going to be like these these guys are totally unprepared. Goons. Yeah. <laughs> Goons are off off their rockers. <laughs> There's no way we can charge an admission. Yeah, we can't monkey butts. <laughs> no, you no. They don't uh, even understand that. No, um, I guess did we ever? Explain I think we it? might have explained monkey butts. I mean, I know we've told guests about it. Yeah, but so if we mess something up, we just say monkey butts. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, it was just we're never going to use those words. Yeah. Unless we're watching like some risque Planet of the Apes, <laughs> <laughs> but even then, <laughs> and that's just our code word for "Hey, if we made a mistake, so when I edit, I can fix things." Because believe it or not, there's a lot of editing involved. Believe it or not, we make mistakes. It's hard to believe, but there it's become less and less. It really time. has, yeah, yeah. Just a lot of me old manning my notes a lot. <laughs> where was i what oh but um forgetfulness aside what are we covering we are covering i don't know what year this movie came out but we're covering cliffhanger from 1993 thank you uh starring sylvester stallone yeah and that guy from 30 rock <laughs> 30 rock <laughs> is that what it's called yeah, so it yeah. Was, it's tracy morgan from tracy 30 rock morgan. yeah he plays the villain in this movie <laughs> He just has one of those like 
one of those faces. I don't know. Like I see him in things, but I have no idea who he is. It's not Tracy Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> You're who's, just going with it. Yeah, who's Tracy Morgan? <laughs> you couldn't tell I was just making a joke. <laughs> oh no. Oh. I don't know his name. Because you said 30 rock. Yeah. You mean third rock from this song. Oh. <laughs> Which I will admit, that was a little confusing because like one followed the other. And I think mm. they were both on at the same time at one point in time, possibly. That is confusing. But they were close enough on the same network even. All I know is both our shows I have not seen. You've seen you've seen Third Rock from the Sun, haven't you? You knew or you knew what he was from. No, you had to tell me what oh. he was from. I don't know. Oh, okay. He, I, he's familiar. Like, I, I'm sure I've seen that show on before. Oh, sure. But um, how about I just go over some information? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so the letterboxed information for the movie Cliffhanger from 1993. Um, it was directed by Rennie Harlan, who I'm sure a lot of our listeners know who he is. Um, one of his unfortunate directing jobs was the exorcist prequel (laughs) one of them because there were two films there were yes there were two filmed because they didn't like one and it did so bad that they released the other one so there's two that are kind of the same movie and they they're both out there it's a hot mess weird but anyways i don't know he's done like die hard too and other stuff so like he's He's got a name for himself. Yeah. You know, he's the most successful Finnish directors in the world because, you know, we're rotten with him. No, I think he usually, he does just fine. I don't think he's a, I wouldn't say he's a bad director. No, I wouldn't say so. Um, especially based on this movie. So yeah, it, it, uh, it stars Sylvester Stallone and as, as Gabe Walker. What a cool name. Yeah. And John Lithgow. That's who you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. Not not Tracy Morgan. <laughs> uh, yeah, he gets the uh, the name Eric because <laughs> you know it's not a good villain name, Eric Quaylen. Yeah, I thought they said Waylon at first. So oh, my notes are a mess. Um, we've got Michael Rooker in this, who surprisingly doesn't play a creep because <laughs> kind of a jerk. Um, yeah, I mean he's got his jerky moments in this, but I don't know. I wouldn't say he was. Otherwise, he's just getting by. I mean, he's not like doing weird, creepy things as he's really good at. Yeah. <laughs> um, Janine Turner is in this, Rex Lynn, um, probably a bunch of other people that are recognizable to some degree, but I'm just going to pass over them for time. But I, I don't know. Overall, pretty good acting throughout the entire movie, I'd say. Yeah. Um, ooh, hang on. There's one person I kind of want to see here. Oh, Ralph Waite. It's Frank. More on Frank later. Yeah. Frank might be my favorite character. <laughs> Not for good reasons. <laughs> yeah. But also good reasons for Frank. Yeah, this is one of those like 90s, like co-written by Stallone movies. I don't know. He's always been kind of involved and yeah, write stuff. So I don't know. It's just very Stallone, I guess. But um, yeah, I guess more on all of this as we go. Yeah, that's Stallone in. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know if we have a trailer or not. So if we do have a trailer, we'll have it here. But if it's just music and sound effects and stuff like the one I did see, then no, we're just going to carry on. So Brennan, let's get into it. Yeah, well, this movie, this movie opens up like a lot of 
other movies do for some reason, which is somebody rock climbing. I mean, this one, it makes sense because the big premise of this movie is that Sylvester Stallone is playing a rock climber guy. Lots of rock climbing going on. But I can name like a good amount of other movies or just shows that start with someone rock climbing. I don't know why that's a thing. Well, I think it happens to be that, you know, Kirk and Spock really are the ones who made it a thing. They did. <laughs> I don't know. There's like one movie where they were doing the rock climbing thing. Isn't oh, that that's the one right. we watched for uh, the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where they look for God. Yeah, and he's got the hover boots. Yeah, it starts it starts with him rock climbing. So right. Aliens versus Predator starts with rock climbing. Uh there's a Mission Impossible movie, pretty sure it starts with rock climbing. Oh, Mission yeah. Impossible two, I think it was. Yeah, I believe starts so. with some rock climbing. I just was watching Rings of Power, which I stopped watching because it's kind of bad. Opens up, well, shows one of the characters, opens up with them rock climbing. Hey, people love rock climbing, and I'm not going to disparage anybody who decides to do it because it's definitely not something I ever no, care to do. No. Just don't care. Yeah, no interest. Seeing, Have fun. Seeing uh, that Stallone lookalike dangling off a, <laughs> off a cliff, no interest. I think one of the best rock climbing scenes ever to be filmed. Mm is definitely the rock climbing scene in Saul of the Mole Men. Never seen it. Oh, I, yeah, you got to watch that. Okay. Just look it up. I'm not going to tell you anything about (laughs) it. Just, you can find it on YouTube. Find it. Okay. You feed my interest. (laughs) But, uh, so Stallone's climbing up. Well, his character's name is Gabe. Gabe Walker. Gabe's climbing up to go save these two people who are stranded at this top of this, I don't know, scary, very scary mountain structure. And he gets up there and it's, uh, what's his name? Hal. Hal. Okay. Yeah. Hal and his girlfriend. Sarah. Sarah. And they're stranded up there because Hal's knee is bad. Yeah, like he's got a leg injury or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, So they So they got Stallone climbing up there and they also got a helicopter flying in. Frank is the guy flying the helicopter. And we've got Jess, too. And Jess. And so they're setting everything up where it's going to be this line going from where the people are stranded uh, over to the helicopter, which is landed on like a ridge. And there's this big gap in between. So they have to get a piece of rope between the two so that they can start getting the people across. Hal gets across just fine. But what's her name? God, it doesn't matter. Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> it's not going to Sarah starts wheeling across, <laughs> and uh, her harness totally breaks on her. Like, it looks like it was made out of plastic. The metal just shears, and she's dangling on, just holding on to the harness. Oh, her stuffed animal falls. Oh, because... yeah, her, yeah, she's holding on, her stuffed animal. I don't know if that was meant to be, like, a, just something to comfort her as they climbed up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Why would you bring it with you? Uh, yeah. Other than to have some dramatic. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Stallone, Gabe, I just want to call him Stallone. You can call him Stallone. Yeah, because it's just, I, that's all I see him as. Right. Because he's just Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> that's all he does. Stallone's it up. And he, he goes to like get on the line to go out and rescue her. But Hal is like trying to get him to stop because that would be putting too much weight on their their rope and but he goes out anyway stolen goes out and this is all very tense very tense definitely yeah and he's able to catch a hold of her right as she you know drops very classic movie trope 
Because, you know, when somebody fa- when someone's out of your reach and they fall, then you can catch them. Because that makes sense. <laughs> Whatever. Dumb movie logic. He grabs on. I like this part, too. Oh, because, yeah. Because, like, I, we were both taken out of the movie. Yeah. Because of Frank, <laughs> who is just, I don't know what he was doing, but he looks like he's definitely getting off on it. He has this he big looks, grin. He looks very excited. He's like, yeah. I, I, I don't know why, but I'm I'm just so hard I'm right now. I'm liking this. I'm just erect. <laughs> it's that kind of look. It's weird. It's so off-putting. <laughs> and it also doesn't help, too, that it would cut to, like, uh, Sarah. I actually remembered her name. Like, dangling. It looks very, very real a lot of the time, but then there would just be, like, a bad green screen. Not even bad, but just, like, a green screen in there. Yeah, I mean, it's... <sighs> I don't think, I mean, this this movie got nominated for Best Special Effects. I could definitely see that, especially for what and happens later on. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of, like, good special effects scenes in this, but yeah. I mean, some of those, what are you going to do? There's yeah. no there's yeah. no way of getting around that. Yeah. And I think even if you did it now, it would still look f- fake as hell. Right. Yeah, unless you got Tom Cruise to actually, like, dangle off of something. Yeah, but... So I'm not going to beg on the effects no, no, no. But, this. but yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it is was, a little bit of like, oh. yeah, it just removes the element of danger. Yeah. But uh, element of danger is still there because uh, Stallone can't hold on to Sarah, which I don't blame him. Uh, holding a human, a human, she weighs like 100 pounds at least, plus all the stuff she has on. Like, there's no way you can hold on to somebody. and. She ends up slipping through his grip. Her glove comes off all dramatically and everything. And uh, she falls to her death. Yeah. It's not like that. <laughs> Do you remember that episode with uh, uh, on MacGyver? Yes. When his partner falls or whatever. Yeah. And it was just the dummy. Yeah. Way better than that. <laughs> yeah. It was a dummy. They still had a dummy shot in there, but... Definitely didn't look that bad. It did no. not come off as a dummy. And there was a whole lot of her, like, this is just a human being falling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you like kept showing you like, yeah, it's, it's going on for a while because I think it was something like 4,000 feet up or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it said that in the description of the movie that I absolutely did not read earlier, but don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she falls, she falls to her death. Very dramatic. Very sad. Uh, then we get a, time jump here eight months into the future uh, not bad not a year not, not a year not a year eight months i think even in the description it said a year that description i didn't read yeah. and i was like hmm no that no. was eight months yeah plus it explains the changing of the seasons too which is kind of nice they got a little bit of i don't know they, they got the dates right i suppose but yeah eight months um has gone by and we pick up with stallone again he's just he he seems like he's having a rough time yeah it doesn't seem good like this is some pretty good acting down here with does he meet the the two kids first he does he was talking about that yeah yeah so on his way there the there's like these two extreme and i and that's the letter x hyphen dream yep 90s bros wearing all the the dumb day glow colors and whatnot. And mm-hmm. they're definitely really bad stereotypes of anybody yeah. who would be into extreme sports. They got the accent 
the whole like, yo, dude. They got like the surfer oh. dude. Whoa, Gabe, bro. Yo, that's Gabe. He's back. Whoa, no way. <laughs> let's go say hi to him. Yeah, let's precariously drive next to him on this windy road. On the wrong side, too. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and it's funny, too, because they so they they see Gabe drive by and they freak out. And they, they so they pull up their car right next to him to talk to him and have a just talking conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're driving. It should be loud. They're, they're saying that they're going to go up to the mountain to they're, they're going to go up to the mountain to uh, jump like they, they, they like parachuting, I guess. Yeah, they're just like cliff jumping. Yeah. And like parachuting after a while. Yeah. And um, Stallone feels it seems very uninterested for very good reasons in this conversation uh, and warns them about the weather, too, because apparently there's a storm a brewing. Yeah, it does the fun movie thing where there's always this like little tidbits about the storm. Yeah, oh, coming. the storm's on its way. Better look out for the storm. It's me on the radio. There's a storm coming. Oh, look out! Could be the storm of the century. If you're out there rock climbing, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I have second thoughts, especially if you're traumatized. <laughs> uh, so, surfer dudes, mountain dudes, <laughs> extreme bros, extreme bros. <laughs> they they finally uh, drive away. And Stallone pulls up to uh, Jess's house, and she's just out there brushing her horse, her little stallion, and he jump scares her, not really, but definitely shows up unnoticed. And they have a very uh, heartful conversation, because he's just been out, he hasn't been helping the, I don't know what you'd call him, the mountain they're, they're a rescue ranger, team. rescue team, yeah, he hasn't been working with them since the accident i assume he hasn't even like rock climbed since then he's just been working probably just a boring job um and he's just trying to get away from everything he doesn't even really seem like he wants to be there like on the mountain and he asked her to like run away with him basically like i'm leaving come with me yeah and she doesn't want to yeah, he, yeah let me abandon all of my life that i have uh-huh. here this house that i have of course yeah. Because they, they're like, it kind of came up during the accident, but like, they're obviously a couple. Yeah. And it's nice that it's not overly drawn out. It's yeah. Like, yeah, they're a couple. Right. But, you know. You get it. We don't have to worry about them falling in love. Thankfully. I, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, he doesn't want to leave. Or she, she doesn't want to leave. He does. And he says he's doing it. Yeah. But then... We gotta we gotta get to the <laughs> the main plot of oh, the story right. here. Yeah. Um I'm it's FBI <laughs> there were treasury we cut to treasury people. Yeah. I guess the gist of it is is that they're transferring a hundred million dollars of money that you really can't spend for some reason. And because it's like the FBI and the Treasury, so they're gonna fly it out to california or something like yeah, that yeah. from denver and bad guys want to steal money there you go uh yeah that's i think that's like all the establishing mm-hmm. yeah because then they pull out they they attempt the heist right the heist the heist scene is probably one of the coolest parts of this movie yeah it's definitely one of them for sure yeah because the all the money is on the plane. So how are you going to get it all off the plane? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's in like three secure cases that apparently like the code changes 
it could be like i don't know it didn't really it was it was uh because there's the the dude from the treasury mustache man agent mustache agent mustache that's perfect (laughs) agent mustache has like the codes to open the cases not open them because you don't need to track them right um so yeah agent mustache has the codes to track them and it turns out that he's actually working with the bad guys oh no oh no yeah because they see uh they're like just chilling on the plane and they see like there's another plane flying next to them. So they immediately start to like try to figure out the situation, figure out what's going on. And oh no, Agent Mustache betrays them and shoots them. Oh no. And this is where the stunt comes in because they're going to do a mid-air transfer from the, from the, I don't know, treasury plane to the bad guy plane. So they have like, they open up the back of the first plane and they send out a rope and they have to fly the other plane in and attach the rope. And they did this all legit too. apparent, like from what we can tell, I don't think any of that was, yeah, I'd say the, the bulk of this stunt is for real. Yeah. Like any close up shots, I assume were just filmed later, you know, like, Oh, I'm hooking it onto the plane. Yeah. yeah we'll shoot that later. But, but the bulk of everything, yeah, was done, was done in person. And they even had, one of the guy, like Agent Mustache, goes first, and he. Well, his stunt guy goes first. Yeah, his stunt guy goes first, <laughs> and is like actually, you know, going between planes, just which I can't imagine that's easy to do. No, that's got to be crazy. Um, and they, the pilot was also in on it too. The pilot was also with the bad guys, so the pilot goes to hook up all the money, but one of the FBI agents is still alive and just blasts him with his machine gun and uh all the money falls out oh it it falls out on the rope and they're trying to pull it all up and then the plane explodes too the the first plane well there's a bomb on it yeah pretty cool explosion by the way yeah so the whole plane explodes and obviously they lose the three cases of a hundred million dollars they just go flying off into the into the wilderness, into the Colorado mountains. Colorado? The Colorado mountains. Whoa, where did it go? Oh, uh, this mountain's like really tall. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not good. Yeah, the extreme rolls through the crash. Yeah, they do. I like how they just kind of like pop in every once in a while yeah, to just yeah. let you know something's happened. Yeah. Or just to like remind you like, hey, All these are characters. Forget. Yeah, they're in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the, the plane crashes with all the bad guys on it. Fun crash sequence. Fun crash sequence, too. Yeah. Awesome miniature work. Yeah. Done here. It, it's really good. Of course, the plane crashes and skirts right to the edge of a cliff. It always listen, does. I mean... Even though when they show it later, it's not on the edge of a cliff. It is what it is, and it kind of depends. Like, it's not hanging off so much because it was on a set. Yeah. When they were just kind of hanging outside of it. Yeah. The miniature was hanging off a little. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But yeah, they're just trying to figure out even what to do. Now you have three cases. They're spread across the mountains. How are you going to get them? I mean, you have a tracker, but you're also stuck in the wilderness. So they call, obviously, the mountain rescue people to get them involved. And they lie to them like right away. You know, it's just five of us. We're stranded out here. Yeah, they have the pilot lady because yeah. obviously she would be more, they'd be more sympathetic to a woman. Right, yeah. 
and she has the line about that they need insulin. Yeah. Which that is a pretty good line. <laughs> yeah. That definitely raises the stakes for the rescuers. Which they don't ever talk about bringing insulin, so... Yeah. Not that it matters for the plot, but... No, it really doesn't. <laughs> but it's just a fun little way... It's a fun deception. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they call the Mountain Rescue, and Mountain Rescue obviously take it very seriously, uh, but there's a problem because the storm's rolling in, of course, and they can't get their helicopters in there, or their one rescue helicopter, so of course... They have to get Stallone. Stallone. He's the only one. He's the only one that knows how to climb the mountain. Yeah, and he says he's not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Just ask him. Because She's... he said, I climbed for months. You used to feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it, but also at the same time, like, I don't know. You're, you're like the best. Yeah, you're the guy. Get over yourself. But he just does it anyway. Yeah, he, he comes <laughs> around to it. Uh, and he meets up with Hal, because he's obviously going out to help the people, too. And Hal is not the biggest fan of Stallone. Blames He's blaming, Hal is blaming Stallone for the death of Sarah, which is very unfair. I think so, too. Very unfair. Because he's saying, like, it's your fault that line couldn't handle two people on it. There was nothing wrong with the line. Yeah, it's not like the line broke. Yeah. Sarah fell because her harness disintegrated on her. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't really think that Stallone had much to do with it. He he held on to her for a couple... He extended her life by a few seconds. I mean, it's just to add that conflict between two friends. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of stinks that it is a little baseless, because it doesn't really seem like Stallone's fault. But whatever. And Hal even, like, holds him over the cliff you know, threatening to kill him, which, dang, that's pretty extreme, you know? But he doesn't do it? He doesn't do it. Um, Just tells him to live with it. Yeah, live with it. So then they go off to rescue the stranded people together. And when they get there, obviously, they just get a bunch of guns drawn on them. They pull up to a a crashed plane. They're like, whoa, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) You don't say anything about a plane. And um, the villains, what's the villain's name? God, what? Eric. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Eric. Uh, <laughs> Eric. Eric. That's so unvillainous. <laughs> yeah. So unassuming. I mean, who is, do you know any evil Erics? Prob- Eric Trump. Is he evil? I mean. Or is he just. You know, I. I mean, he hangs out with them, but I don't think I don't think he would be a good person, but I don't think he's capable of true evil. I think he's clueless. He's not smart enough. Yeah, he's not smart enough to know right from wrong. So he can't be evil because he doesn't know even know what good is. (laughs) I'll go with it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But no, I do. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know any evil Eric's. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. Do you know any evil Eric's listeners? Email us, corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. Give us your most evil Eric. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm probably missing out on one serial killer. There's gotta gotta be be one. Or like some movie villain that happens to be named Eric. But anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Let's talk about Eric in this movie. Yeah, actually. Eric topic. So, 
he's described as being foreign. That's how he's going to be able to get rid of this money. Yeah. In foreign markets. And he's a foreign guy. So he's doing a weird accent. Yeah. Could you place the accent? I will say, I'll say like British, but that's only because he's surrounded by British people. So they're all over the place. Yeah. (laughs) Some of them are. They're an international crew of bad guys. They really are. I like how every bad guy gets a little something to do in this movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. They get their own little moment. Yeah. Yeah. Do that more in movies. Yeah. Because it is like a little crew. It is like five people, five, six people. Yeah. Dead meat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Like, I don't remember most of these guys' names because you don't need to. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But they all kind of have names, too, which is weird. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this movie's just naming people off left and right. Yeah. So they hold them at, they hold Stallone and Hal at gunpoint and they're telling them, you know, you got to go find these cases or whatever. And I thought it was pretty smart too because Hal, uh, Hal, when they're asked for their names, gives out fake names. He's like, oh, this is Walker and. He gives them their last names. Their last names, yeah. Because their last names, it's like Walker and Tucker. Yeah. Tucker pants it. But they, so Stallone and Hal agree begrudgingly, obviously, you know, against their will to go hunt down the packages. And, I don't know, they, what, they go to the... They find the first one pretty quick. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they have to go too amazingly far. Yeah. And this part's pretty confusing, too. Because they're kind of like on a ledge, and then it's above them. Right. And then they're gonna just send... They decide to just send Stallone up. Right. So that way, you know, as like an insurance policy. Yeah. To make sure he comes back. So they send Stallone up. They even take his jacket off, too, to give him a reason to come back down. So Stallone, being this amazing rock climber, climbs his way up, and they, they got a rope tied to his leg too he climbs his way up gets to the package he finds it you know gets to it he just grabs a rock sitting next to it and just beats the case open (laughs) which these are supposed to be like these are like the the worst secure cases like they made it seem like they were going to be like so hard to get into and right it has at least 300 million dollars in one of those cases you know oh no so it's 100 million total so each one has about like 33.3 33.3 oh yeah repeating yeah, I, 3 million i didn't it. do the math right yeah. yeah but a lot of money 33 million dollars and and 93 money yeah that too dang so he just breaks the case open why does he even want to know what's in it what does it matter to him because they never tell him what's inside yeah and and then they're like okay pull him down yeah he's been up there too long yeah that, do they know if he's still looking for it right what if you can't find it? Yeah. What if it's like squished in a crevasse or something and you just got to like unwedge it? Yeah. So they start pulling on his rope to drag him off. But it's also like, okay, so what if he did have the money and he had the case? You're just going to pull him off of a cliff? Then what? You have to go get the case somewhere else? Like, Yeah. And if you're hanging under the rope and he falls, you're probably going to get tugged down with him. Yeah. None of this makes any sense. No. And then they start shooting at him, too. One of these guys has a grenade launcher, which I think is bonkers for this sort of mission. Did you see that one like really piss poor flame effect? Yeah, that was really bad. That it just kind of like bad. floated weird. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that. <laughs> 
they they just start lighting up the mountain too yeah and they cause like a small avalanche yeah and as like the avalanche is like coming down over stallone he's like holding the, the package up <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like you remember that picture of the uh what is that the batman like the original 60s batman holding the bomb that's what it reminded me of but yeah the, oh now the case is super durable <laughs> yeah right and he he throws that case too and all the money just was showering out they assume he's dead of course yeah i think one of the bad guys gets taken out in the avalanche too yeah i think a guy does end up falling yeah uh so then they just move on to go hopefully find the other cases and this whole time too jess is trying to contact hal over the walkie oh yeah that's right and and eric makes hal like just tell her like oh we're Oh, it was like a fake call. We're just going to stay here for the night or whatever. But is able to slip in enough information for her to tell that something was up. Yeah, because like they, those guys don't know the area. So when he gives her like weird instructions. Yeah. She knows that something's up. Yeah, because they say that they were just going to stay at the mountain for the overnight when there was like a cabin apparently really close. So Jess tells, uh, what was a creepy guy named Frank, the pilot? Yes. Jess tells the pilot, Frank, to go fly her to the cabin. And he's like, well, I don't like he's kind of begrudging to doing it. And then she offers to buy one of his paintings. And I guess that's enough to <laughs> get him to go. Hey, but I don't want to go with the wheels on. <laughs> I can't miss I can't miss my my wheel of fortune. <laughs> I'm so hard right now. <laughs> Look at what Vanna's wearing. <laughs> I'm going to paint this banana eating this monkey. <laughs> That's right. That was just, that was I the, don't know what. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> very weird. <sighs> so then we see uh, Stallone, and he's just wandering. Not really wandering, but he's making his way through the mountain with just a shirt, like without a jacket on, you know, out in the cold. That cannot be fun. No. Like having to like rock climb and all that in the snowstorm, <clears> too. And he makes his way to the cabin and Jess is just there. Jess, she's just there. Yeah. Uh, So obviously she freaks out when she sees them, asks him what's going on, breaks the glass to this case to get to, I guess, emergency supplies. No, it's like a museum almost of. Oh, of like rock climbing climbing or like, yeah, just like mountaineer stuff. So he gets a raggedy old sweater. Yay. Covered in shattered glass. <laughs> it would have been just full of glass. Yeah. <laughs> the sweater's a little itchy. <laughs> it's like it's almost full of broken glass. <laughs> hey, why am I bleeding? It's also kind of weird, too. So there's a cabin out in the middle of nowhere. It's like a museum that I guess you'd bring, like, tourists to. Maybe it could be like old ranger station yeah. type of thing. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. No, not really. It's just a location. <laughs> yeah, location for our characters to meet at. And he explains to her the situation, at least as far as he knows. Um, they plan to get to the cases before the bad guys do. Oh, because we got to explain how the <sighs> bad guy. The- oh, man. This, this is, please. <laughs> okay, Agent Mustache. He, to track the cases, 
has this device with him. The device is able to show a very simple, like, polygon 3D representation of the mountain. Somehow, it's able to, I don't know, scan the mountain. It just has that data, I I guess. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if it's, like, getting it from satellites or whatever, but it's just impossible technology for For 1993. So Stallone, I guess... Saw he he looked at the map obviously to get the location of the first package. Yeah, and when they showed it initially, it had all three locations. And mm-hmm. They're like, "Hey, do you know where these places are?" Yeah. So that's all he's. That's all the information that's, he has is that's like all he's going off of. Just a couple of vector pointy lines. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but whatever. It, it, movie, movie, sure. <laughs> movie gonna movie. So they set out to Jessen. Stallone set out to get to the packages first. Hal, on the other hand, who's leading all of the bad guys around, is intentionally going slow, which is very smart. Uh, And this whole time, too, there's a whole lot of tension in the villain group, like pointing guns at each other, snipping at each other, arguments and stuff. They're clearly frustrated about the scenario. Yeah. And... At no point in time is anybody complaining about being cold. Yeah. Like, nobody is worried about freezing to death. (laughs) Right. Which... Very serious problem. Yeah. And it's pretty surprising that they all have enough clothing. Yeah. (laughs) To be warm. Yeah, because that doesn't make any sense either. Whatever. Movie gonna movie. Movie gonna movie. What, are you gonna have them all freeze to death on the mountain? That's an exciting movie. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone freezes the un... Yeah. <laughs> so Stallone and Jesse do make it to the first package before everyone else does. And it's kind of funny. They make like a snowman and they put the tracker right in like the, the snowman, like his face or whatever. Um, and they put the empty package right in front of it. So the bad guys show up and they're like, ah, like a what in the world? Someone got here first. That had to be massively confusing. Like, could you imagine that if you were in that scenario? You'd be confused as hell. Yeah, so there was a note inside the case that said, want to trade? I mean, I guess they would assume that they're trading Hal. I guess they they kind of know Stallone's alive at this point. Right. I'm guessing. And so one of the bad guys, he has a night vision, pair of night vision goggles. Because, yeah, you would bring that for this sort of mission. Yeah. I mean, hey, fresh off of Silence of the Lambs, Night Vision was hot. <laughs> night Vision goggles? Oh, my gosh. You have no no idea. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs is what kicked that off? I, I think mean, so. That's a pretty great scene. I think that's that like the first time I remember seeing it in a movie. I mean, it, it could have been somewhere else, but I'm sure that really brought it in the popular I suppose, culture. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't really think of many other... But also a more realistic way of presenting like infrared goggles. Yeah. As opposed to this. Yeah. Which is just, it's just green. (laughs) Just everything but green, green filter with like all sorts of extra data they put on there, like the temperature. (laughs) Yeah. And he's able, this bad guy is able to see Stallone and Jess running away, which when you think about it, guys, did you really have to build that snowman? They would have gotten away if they didn't spend all that time building the snowman. But they were they were caught fleeing the fleeing the scene. Kind of wasted some time. Yeah. Whoa. My butt just, just fell off. <laughs> Dad, I think my butt's broken. 
there's a crack in it. <laughs> Probably from all that cold. So bad guy starts chasing down Jess <laughs> and and Stallone. And Stallone grabs a flare off of Jess's backpack. So when dude pops out to like shoot him or whatever, he just lights the flare right in the dude's goggles. A fantastic idea. Great by move. the way. Great move. So dude takes off the goggles, he's screaming, obviously his eyes are all hurt, and and Stallone like tackles them and they start wrestling and they start sliding. They start <laughs> sliding down the mountain and <laughs> they're sliding and they they're sliding and they're sliding and they're punching each other. This is like this is like straight up the sledding scene from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> it's yeah. that kind of like when it shows them fighting, it's yeah. it's just that quality of right. like, effect. And it's so dumb. Yeah, they're sliding down the hill and, like Stallone's getting just a bunch of snow blasted in his face and stuff, and he, he's like pushing the guy's face down into the snow and it's like I don't know, eating away at his skin. That was pretty fun. And this big snow slide ends, of course, in like a jump off a cliff. The movie's called Cliffhanger. There's going to be some cliffs on. True. <laughs> True. This guy does not get a good hold to, to hold on to this cliff. Bad guy goes sailing off and in the darkness. And Stallone is able to use his uh, rock climbing pick, whatever it is. You know what? We're going to get a lot of emails about this. So... Let's look it up quick. Yep. Rock climbing pick. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> I thought I knew my thought I knew my stuff. One thing I'll say about this movie though, in the rock climbing stuff, is that it is very show don't tell. Mm, yeah. And it works brilliantly. It does. When they show how all this stuff works, you know, like this is how like clipping on carabiners and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Carabiners also got like super popular around this episode around this movie people start putting it around oh my on god everything oh my god yeah. we were just crazy for him yeah put it on your water bottle put it on your dog <laughs> yeah i mean they're pretty nice but yeah i mean they're they're handy as hell but yeah um <clears throat> but just how everything works in this they do a really good job of just showing it to yeah. you while as they're doing it right and you get an understanding of and these are this is the equipment they have so if you see it later yeah you understand immediately. Mm -hmm. They also do a good job in all these scenes of like showing the surroundings enough where you have enough spatial awareness to, at least for the most part, where for you the can, most part, where you can understand the perils and you know what's going on. It isn't all just close-ups of people on a fake rock face. Yeah, I mean, as far as like the distance they travel, it's oh, terrible with goofy. that. Like it, yeah. none of that makes any sense. But yeah, just in general, like yeah, like. In woods, near a cliff. <laughs> so, and it, what's weird too, so back to the whole sledding scene. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous because they're, they're sliding down this hill for a long time. When you think about it, like they're, they went far. They traveled some distance and it keeps on cutting back to like the villains just like watching them. That's what I mean. It's, it's Christmas vacation sledding scene. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, he just ends up in, like, a Walmart parking lot, and, it, yeah. like, they can still see, like, at yeah. the top of the hill. Yeah. But at the same time, he was sledding for what seems like miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very ridiculous. 
It is. So Stallone's able to get away, basically. And just two. What part's after this? Um, okay. Um, ooh, we've got the, in my notes, Extreme Bros <laughs> Camping. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which, I don't know, I, you brought it up too, but I was definitely thinking that that scene would have been way better if they kissed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because it seemed like... There's like... It, it felt like it, there was a romance Oh, well, bro, it's just you and I in this tent, all alone. It's like... Tense city, man. I guess you could say things are getting kind of intense. You know, it'd be really extreme if if we kiss. <laughs> <laughs> that would be radical. <laughs> I also think they should have just been like hotboxing that tent. That also was a was a fun option. <laughs> very fitting. Very very fitting. Because yeah, they're mountain bros. They're they're in Colorado. There's they're, no way these dudes no way. are not getting high. No way. No way. They play them straight up as just dumb stoner dudes. Yeah. Oh no, bro. We gotta ride out this storm. What are we gonna do? Like, what do you think they're gonna do? Is this where he calls the other guy a cheesehead? I think so. And then I started to feel sympathy for him. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe he's from Wisconsin. Because that was around, like, when the Cheeseheads came out Mm. and got popularized. I didn't know that was, like, 90s. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Also, Cheeseheads, dumb as hell, man. I don't... A little goofy. Yeah. I don't... Listen. (laughs) I will eat the world's amount of cheese. (laughs) Yeah. No problem. But putting on, like... A foam wedge of cheese onto my head and thinking that's cool, never going to happen. And it got really bad because I don't know if you understand how popular cheese heads got (laughs) to the point where they were making them into all sorts of other hats. Oh, really? Yes. So, like, here's like one that looks like a baseball cap. Oh, cheese sombrero. You want a cheese, cheese head sombrero? Cheese cowboy hat. Mm. You name it. They're just making it all sorts of dumb things. Because it was a weird phenomenon. Some dude got into a plane crash, right? And the cheese hat he had on, like, braced his impact. (laughs) That's crazy. And I'm sure he was on the news. Oh, are you kidding me? The cheese hat. What, he probably had a Wisconsin accent, too. Well, I was in that plane crash there, and... uh... That cheese hat absorbed the impact. I almost spilled my bush. <laughs> yup, so there I was. <laughs> I was on the plane, and uh, next thing you know, we're going down, and I was like, oh, I better put this cheese hat on there. But uh, it's a, my body was also a little bit loose, because, uh, you know, I was I was at least a 12-er in, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just ragdolled it. <laughs> <laughs> no one else survived. No, no. No other Packer fans were on the plane, fortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Go Pack. (laughs) Um, Just so anybody out there who thinks that we probably have some pretty wicked Wisconsin accents, our accents are very mild. Nothing. In comparison. Um, Someday maybe we'll go through the wide variety of the Wisconsin accent. We just gave you a taste of a couple different regions. Yeah. And you may go, hey, just, that, that just sounded like Canada. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's just a slice of the cheese heads. 
<laughs> that was that was such a fun tangent. That was. <laughs> I want to keep it going, but <laughs> we got to get back. Oh, okay. So this is this scene is so dumb too. Where in order to survive in this cave, Jess and Gabe are or Stallone are burning thirty million dollars. <laughs> You're like in the woods. Like I could see You're in the woods. Maybe I could see the case for like, okay, well, all the wood is gonna be wet. So we need to start the fire with money as like a kindle to dry out all the other logs. Because that's what actual survivalists do. You start a small fire and use it to dry out all of your other firewood. They're a rescue team. They're survivalists. They should know this. This should be like this should be their element. This is their element. And I get the, you know, we don't want them to have the money type of attitude, but right. also at the same time, you could have just hid it in that cave. Nobody would freaking know. Yeah. Somebody, that money belongs to somebody. Right. Yeah. That is somebody a no somewhere. one's money. Right. You're burning somebody's money. It's safe to assume these guys are clearly evil and this money probably came from somebody Something. like at least neutral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean listen i don't want to get on a rant about the government <laughs> yeah if it was all government funds bah. that's what it was <laughs> it belongs to the people that's very true actually yes taxation is theft <laughs> <laughs> that's why i have invested all my money into nfts and bitcoins dogecoin mm -hmm. you name it eric coin eric <laughs> listen everybody you could just stuff it in a mattress yeah just stuff it on a mattress if you don't trust a bank but i love those stories too where somebody is like oh i'm poor so i just got this mattress oh yeah <laughs> and then like somebody had it had like a weird hole in it yeah it was just chock full of money I was trying to sleep on it, and this part was just really rough. It wasn't very springy, and I was like, ah, where did I even get this for? <laughs> Full of weird old people cash. <laughs> well, I got <laughs> stuff the mattress before I go watch the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Stuffing it full of, like, money and, like, wigs for some reason. <laughs> Two pays. Yeah. <laughs> War bonds. <laughs> Cans of beans, <laughs> <laughs> bed bugs. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making fun of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I watch Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. You're a wheeler. You're a wheeler. <laughs> oh, I'm a wheel watcher. Let me tell you. But if anybody ever buys me like that tire T-shirt off of there, <laughs> forget it. I will. You I don't want to represent? No. <laughs> why? I mean, I would like to be on there someday. That would be really cool. I would love it. Yeah. Super fun. Shout out the dongles on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, what? That would be insane. <laughs> they'd probably cut that. There's yeah. no way they'd let me say dongle on there. Yeah, no way. They'd be like, he's talking about. What are they talking about? He's talking about penises. <laughs> I think that was a reference to a, like his, his gay nightclub. <laughs> also, great name for a. A gay nightclub. Yeah. Dongles. Dongles, yeah. So go ahead. Anybody you want to do it, go do it. Yeah. 
we give you full permission. Just hang up a picture of us somewhere. (laughs) 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 That'd be great. Let us do a live show there. Oh, totally. That'd be a blast. There we go. Mm -hmm. On like, uh, oh, we could have like drag queens introduce us. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would actually be really cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, now one of you guys has to start a big like gay bar named dongles <laughs> which at the end of the day a bar <laughs> right right a bar anyone can go to those bars sure what is, but it's what for is, the dongles yeah i'm loving this idea. yeah yeah <laughs> where were we we were talking about it was the a, cave burning the money oh so whatever is after that i suppose <laughs> we're like an hour in oh my lord <laughs> got like another page of notes Oh, sweet baby Jeebus. It's a picturesque morning in the wilderness. As the bads in hell run into the extreme bros while on their way to the third case. Yeah, and Hal turns to the villain guys, especially Eric, and is like, look, these are just kids. Just get them to go, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll get rid of them. Yeah. And Eric is even kind of cool with that idea. He's like, okay. Yeah. Go talk to them, you know. And they're just like, yo, you get caught out in that storm too, bro? Whoa, Hal. What's up, Hal? Whoa, you're out in the wilderness too. I would have never expected to see you on this mountain. Well, you're like totally rescuing some other bros. That's awesome. And they're even like, we're going to take off now. Since you got to babysit all those hikers. (laughs) And then... One of the dudes, I forget which one, one of the villain guys. Yeah, just one of the goons. Just unloads his gun. And we get like this ceremonious slow-mo scene. It's all in slow motion and dramatic. Yeah, of one of the guys getting, it wasn't, it was the not cheese head dude. Yeah. That that gets shot. I really wish during that slow-mo shot, who would have let out like, oh no, bro. (laughs) No. Yeah. Uh, and then they give chase to the to the cheesehead running away to go gun him down too. And as he's running, it's pretty it's pretty ba honestly. As he's running, he like quickly puts on his parachute and just jumps right off a cliff to get away. They even play like a little uh like victorious music cue when he jumps too, and he's able to parachute down. But he doesn't like he. He doesn't like slow down all the way. It must have been like a bad place to jump or not. High uh, yeah, or I think something. it's unclear if he's injured too. Yeah, that too. But he ends up like just uh, getting his parachute stuck in some trees and he's dangling just like a couple feet off the ground when he lands. Yeah. Uh, and Hal is very upset at all this, obviously. Just added more evil to the, the bad guys, I guess. Definitely you know? added more evil to the bad kill, guys. You kill some innocent kid. possible kids yeah yeah and then um ooh, we find out that uh jess and stallone have been following them this whole time Mm, on the side of the cliff that was a very very cool shot too yeah because they even see the the cheesehead dude jump off the cliff Mm -hmm. and they had that really far back shot where you could see the group of villains and then you could see just barely see uh stallone and Jess climbing along there. That was cool. And then they're like, this is the part where they're like, uh, where they have to go into like the cave. Yes. Yeah. Because cave one. I yeah. Think. I think there's like a multiple cave scenario in this movie. Because Hal is intentionally going slow, 
they're able to get to the case, but but only through like they have to like spelunk. Like uh, Stallone and Jess have to spelunk through a cave. There's a whole lot of natural light in this cave for it not having any natural light coming in, except for the entrance, obviously. I guess the light come through the snow on top. I don't know. It's Either way, it's a movie. It's a movie. They gotta light it. So and. Um, Stallone is pretty smart here because he's like, okay, we're going through this wet cave because there's like water dripping everywhere. Like, let's put this, put all this clothes in your backpack and we're just going to make our way up here. And they get to the top, not to the top. They get to like a landing near the top of the cave. And Stallone's like, oh, don't, don't move because there's like a million bats just chilling in this cave. Yeah, because his head was covered in bat guano. That's a vocab word for vocab word. Oh, the no. dongles. We all know what guano is. We've all watched Ace Ventura 2, What Nature Calls. That's where we all learned it. <laughs> and of course, Jess, being a female in a 90s movie, or even today, this happens. She freaks out when she sees all these bats. Or I think she just says, like, I'm going to get down now and just starts like moving all about so the bats freak out and they all start flying out of the cave and this is where not just jess but salone too start like freaking out from all these bats flying around right they just want to get out of the cave yeah they're just flying out like yeah i definitely would not be very comfortable with a ton of bats flying past me but i'm also not going to be like screaming i thought that was gonna alert the bad guys to their presence me too and nothing nothing so all the bats fly out i guess everything's fine cut to frank yeah cut to frank (laughs) finally in a chopper frank finds the cheesehead burl yeah there's a ton of like wolves at his feet too like trying to get at him and he's like oh these wolves i'm fighting another erection let's go Ah!" comes out with his pistol Yeah. Get out of here, you Vietcon! Get out of here, you wolves! <laughs> <laughs> shooting off. He starts, like, shooting his gun in the air. Well, I mean, yeah, he he, he was probably in the Korean War, for sure. Korean War, yeah, I suppose if this is the 90s. Yeah. I'm not gonna... No, we're no. not going there. No. Uh, but he scares off the wolves. <laughs> yes. And is able to rescue Cheesehead Guy, who... He was, like, injured. I mean, who knows if it was... I mean, he fell through some trees, so he's yeah. at least injured from that. So I wasn't sure, but, like, he's out of the movie now. Yeah, which is very interesting, because we never see Frank, like... There's never anything to back. indicate that he just took him back. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's in the back of the chopper the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, if I had to pick one place to stay in this movie, I don't think it would be the back of that chopper. Why not? It's a, it's a safe spot. It's, 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 it's a rescue chopper. So the villains now have to cross like this bridge, which it looks like a very secure bridge. Like, remember the bridge from uh, Temple of Doom? Good luck getting me to cross that bridge. <laughs> that bridge obviously looks like it's going to go at any minute. This bridge seems very secure, but there's still like, there's a whole bunch of like hesitation to like crossing the bridge and who should go first or something like that. So did they, this is the part I didn't quite understand. Did they have to cross the bridge to get to the case because the case was there or are they just trying to get the chopper? They're trying to get the case and they're, or did they want to get the chopper to get the case? 
thought that was their plan. How are they going to get the chopper, though? Because it was a place that the chopper could land. Ah, well, either way, they have to cross this bridge to act out their nefarious... Because they're like, we need a cool set piece for the rest of our adventure here. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly why. And one of the evil guys who, like, was staying behind can just barely hear Stallone as he's making his way up through the cave. Oh, because he knew. He, he told Eric that he, they were being followed. Or Eric knew that they were being followed. And that guy's like, yeah, I'm going to go flank him. Yes. <laughs> sure, sure. Which... Also interesting because, like, you could have just had him hear the bats and all the screaming. Yeah, I think there was just too much stuff that happened in between. So they just mm. had to, like, I don't know, like, I, I hear something coming from a snow hole. Yeah. The St- Stallone snow hole. The Stallone, the Stallone snow hole. <laughs> so Stallone, because at the top of this cave is just like a layer of snow for him to break through. He's laughing at Stallone. The Stallone snow hole. I just keep thinking if you've got a Stallone mm-hmm. coming out of your snow hole, yeah, right into the corrupted youth pod, or right into the podcast at corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Let us know about your Stallone snow hole. Sorry. <laughs> Too bad Sylvester Stallone didn't feature in like a in like a like a Home Alone movie, and they could have called it Stallone. Stallone alone. <laughs> Where do my parents go? Oh no, I'm stuck at the house. Oh, it's a, it's like a body swap movie <laughs> combined with Home Alone. So it's a child stuck in Stallone's body, or or even like the movie Big, where he just wishes yeah. to be big. Yeah. And so now he's like a kid is essentially Stallone and yeah. doing Home Alone stuff. Love it. So it would be like Rambo. Like the first Rambo, but in a house, setting up booby traps and stuff. That is actually, um, what is his name? There's a movie like that because um, a lot of people think that Home Alone ripped it off. Oh, really? Yes, and there it was a French film, mm. and it was all about like a guy dressed as Santa in this like rich kid's house or whatever. Oh, I've heard of this before. Yes, oh, it's got a couple different names, and I'm, it's driving me nuts. Deadly Games. Deadly Games. Yeah, I know that's one of the titles of it. 1989. Hmm. Yeah, so that kid totally does like a bunch of booby trap Rambo stuff in his house. And you know how you find it? I just (laughs) put in French Home Alone. (laughs) And it came up right away. All right, that's pretty conclusive then. Yep, there you have it. Deadly Games. It's a fun movie. Deadly Games, but but it's Sylvester Stallone instead, trying to booby trap Santa. But being a kid, he doesn't know how to work a big giant man body. Like he keeps getting stuck in places he thinks he can go. Yeah, like bumping into things all the time. He gets like really hungry because he doesn't realize he has to eat just a ton of food. And he has to fight Santa. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We just made a way better movie than Cliffhanger. We did. (laughs) Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. Yep. We're off to go make this movie now. So I wonder if this movie came about because Die Hard was so big and they started to just pitch movies as like Die Hard, but Die Hard, but on a mountain. Yes. And I think this definitely has that vibe. I think think they should have called it like not like Con Air, but like Con Mountain. 
I'm kidding. That's such a bad idea. <laughs> I think you thought it was good, and when I didn't laugh. No, I thought that was really Con Mountain. <laughs> it's just like Con Air, but on a mountain. <laughs> it's like Con Air, but in a bank. It's like Seven Samurai, but bugs. What? What are you referencing? A bug's life. It's basically the same plot, isn't it? Because Seven Samurai, they gotta like, you know, hey, we get the crew and we gotta teach the villagers how to defend themselves. Oh my god. It's such a it's such a trope at this point. I mean, yeah, because that Seven Samurai has been remade countless a times. Billion times. Sometimes not even with seven people. Sometimes it's like five people having to teach a village how to or That's how you throw them off. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's a rip off of Seven Samurai. There's only two. <laughs> you ever seen the original Seven Samurai? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's like a three-hour-long movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it, though. Very good movie. Yes, it's, it's, that's a film. Yeah. Any Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Most of them. Yeah. Isn't he, like, one of the most ripped-off directors of all time? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> that sounds about right. It does. Didn't, he have a, didn't we cover something once? Oh, this is going to be so stupid, because we don't even know what <laughs> But he had the comment of... Yeah, I liked it better when I made it. Dang! <laughs> and I can't remember what it is. Okay. What a bar. <laughs> what a bar. Yeah. That's a roast for sure. Oh my god. Oh yeah, where were we in this movie? <laughs> okay, so Salone is... Just popping out of the snow he's hole. He's popping out of the little snow hole. And bad guy is just like, gotcha, basically. And instead of just like, I don't know, shooting him right then and there, he like, Oh, how does it all happen? Because Stallone is like held there at gunpoint, but then he busts one of his arms out of the snow with the the, the climbing pick, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and just slashes him right in the leg with it. And then he, what does he get kicked or something? But yeah, he he falls. Stallone falls down like this cave, just like bouncing off of like rocks and stuff, and just bam, slams right into the ground. I think the pinballing might have helped. Broken- the fall a little bit helped and jess runs up and she's like are you okay <laughs> and he gets like, he's just fine you know just tank that 20 30 foot fall yeah and the goon goes down into the cave yeah so the goon is down in the cave and stallone's like hiding he's like i'm right here come get me whatever and he's like hiding around the corner and bad guys creeping through the cave very cool ambience in this cave to dripping yeah. water and stuff. They did a decent job with like the lighting and everything. This this scene is very, very fun actually. I could bore you with how limestone caves are formed, but just keep moving. It takes a long time, that's for <laughs> sure. Uh so bad guy turns the corner and he's like, ah, you made this too easy for me. And then wham! Just kicks him. Right. Because she climbed up on, uh, high up in the cave. Yeah. She climbed. She did it. She <laughs> Lots this, of climbing in this movie. This movie and it's climbing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I might go buy some gear. <laughs> Let's go start climbing some rocks. Maybe find a couple million dollars sitting in briefcase randomly. Oh, I would probably just end up getting shot and then I would die. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so a whole tussle ensues. It's a fun fight scene. It is. Stallone gets whooped too in this fight. Like he gets beat up pretty good. Jess even grabs the gun at one point and like points at him, but 
out of ammo. Oopsies. And that dude has that line too, which is pretty funny. Out of ammo. He says the B word. I can't say that. I'm not old enough. You are old enough, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to. <laughs> I've been talking about old man erections in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, Stallone is getting like really shoved around here and he's Stallone's like down on the ground and he's about to die or whatever get finished off and Stallone grabs a bad guy right by his balls and then like up by his chest and lifts him and shoves his body into a stalagmite which for you non-nerds out there is like the little drippy parts of the caves that are all spiky and they're also on the ground too. Or is it a, one's a stalagmite? One's a stalagmite, the other's a stalactite. I actually don't know which one's which. I honestly oh, dang it, I thought you did. <laughs> I honestly just no, nah, that was like a pure guess. I, I just threw it out there because most people don't even know those terms. I don't want to sp- I don't want to spelunker writing into the podcast complaining. I've been shoving myself into small caves for half my life and squeezing my body into tight caverns. You were correct. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, what I meant to say was is that I knew that because I just know things like that. You just wanted me guy. to look it up and reaffirm. So that way you were super smart. I always knew the answer. Come on. I was just trying to be humble. This is what it really was. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of stalactites, uh, this dude gets one right through his chest, which was pretty awesome. I will say as this is all going down too, I was like, man, why does he just grab one of those? stalagmites from the ground break it off and just stab him with it. that would have been cool too but this was way cooler yeah see i remembered literally nothing but cliff from this movie <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of it and in this scene i was like oh he's gonna just pick him up and toss him on one of those yeah, stalagmites because yeah. it's the obvious choice but no yeah thrust him into it that's I would, crazy he should have had blood gush all over him yeah. and then just been like howling mad <sighs> yeah that like would have been just really had cool. enough and snapped jess is just scared in the corner yeah clicking the unloaded gun at him <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i'm still it's me okay. it's okay it's okay getting like blood all over her <laughs> Shh, shh. <laughs> just calm down we have to climb we we have to go we, we just have to keep climbing. I, I just gotta climb something <laughs> <laughs> Frank's looking in the cave yeah <laughs> putting that one in the old bank if you know what I mean yeah <laughs> The bad guys, too. Up- <laughs> I love Coverhead Stallone movies. <laughs> the bad guys at the top decide that it would be best to plant some explosives because they brought extra, I guess, from like the plane explosion. That kind of makes sense. They're going to blow up the plane. But they weren't even, no, because, no, actually, why would they have explosives with them? They, yeah, why would they have it with them? I mean, there was explosive earlier, but it was on the other plane. Exactly. So that was set up before. So why would they have it now? Because movie. Movie gonna movie. Yeah. And so they they plant this explosive with like five minutes to explode over this cave. Hal breaks free or like runs over 
to the cave, the little the little Stallone hole, the snow Stallone hole, and starts yelling down that perfectly Stallone shaped uh, <laughs> hole in the snow. <laughs> I'd recognize those shoulders anywhere. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, there's a bomb that's gonna go off in five minutes. Like, you got to get out of here or whatever. Um, get a move on, guys." So Stallone and Jess, they're running and they they pull out some rope and they're tying it and. And Jess is like, this rope is like however many years old. 60, I believe. 60 years old. Like, is it even going to hold? And he's like, I don't think so. <laughs> Very honest. Mm-hmm. No foreshadowing. No. Nope. This rope. And so he, he grabs onto her and they get on the rope or whatever and they just start swinging. They swing away from, from the explosion, which this swinging was pretty cool, too. I yeah. reckon they actually had somebody swinging around. On a mountain with another person holding on or like attached to them too pretty cool stunt every time that they're like rocking back and forth from swinging you see the rope break a little bit more mm-hmm. and more ah and the explosion finally goes off and this explosion is giant for like no reason it's like a huge fireball i mean obviously it's action movie you gotta have a cool explosion in there but realistically it makes no sense that cave was full of stallone farts <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he's like hiding from the bad guy and just lets out a little like (laughs) 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 Uh, just just cover cover your mouth don't don't breathe (laughs) 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 I I fought it real bad Yeah, so this explosion goes off. Um, the rope breaks too, and oh, I guess the rope breaks first. And Stallone grabs onto the cliffside, grabs onto Jess, and it's oh, it's just like the beginning of the movie, except it isn't his girlfriend this time, or it is his. It is his girl. Oh my <laughs> lord, it is his girlfriend this time. So he's actually able to save her and and pulls her up, and then she pulls him up, and they're able to take cover from all the debris from the explosion that's raining down a little like landslide rock slide happens basically yeah pretty convenient he can save his girlfriend yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh so so they're fine from the explosion obviously the bad guys think that salone's dead now because the avalanche didn't kill him before and not getting shot at apparently like salone gets shot at a lot in this movie and is never shot but they assume that he's dead yeah, and Frank's in the area, and they, bad guys, they put in a call Yeah, for a rescue, and they just leave the pilot lady in the snow, mm-hmm. because, again, oh no, a lady. Yeah, and Frank also doesn't, like, see or hear this humongous explosion <laughs> go off. There's a whole lot of people not seeing or hearing anything yeah. in this movie, yeah. which it is, like, silent wilderness with mountains for everything to echo off of. You'd think people would hear all this stuff. You'll hear a gunshot for miles. Forget it. Yeah. Movie, I guess. Doesn't matter. And and Frank lands, and, you know, he isn't immediately excited because there's no life being threatened or anything. So he goes over to, to help the pilot lady, and she draws, she, like, grabs the gun from his holster, draws it right on him, and he's just like, what are you doing? He's just like almost confused. Yeah, because he's like, I'm here to rescue you, lady. Yeah, like, what are you, what are you doing? And then he starts smiling a little bit. Because, ah. Uh, yeah. Is, wait a second. Wait a second. 
the gun's pointing at He's looking down the barrel of the gun. (laughs) Uh, Danger boner ahoy. All right. It's kind of tragic, too, because the bad guys, they have Hal, and they're, like, not letting him get loose and, like, warn Frank. and Yeah, they got, like, that Desert Eagle pointed right at his cheek. Yeah. So they have the gun drawn on Frank, and then they end up just shooting Frank. One of the bad guys just shoots Frank. Apparently not mm-hmm. a part of their plan, either. Which, obviously, why are yeah. you going to kill the pilot? And then Hal runs over to him, and yeah. Frank's like, Hal, so hot right now. Mm. and then he just passes away he had a big grin on his face too when he was getting shot at it was probably the <laughs> best moment of his life mm, danger <laughs> r.i.p frank stallone and jess go to cross the bridge and it's been booby trapped and yeah because he hits the tripwire but it doesn't immediately go off they've got it gives them enough time to run back to the other side yeah which there wasn't any like hanging on to the bridge like Indiana Jones style thing. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming they probably didn't want to do anything exactly like that. Yeah, I guess. But another cool explosion, very big explosion for no reason again, but definitely blew up that bridge. Yeah. And then this is where the movie just starts getting kind of just messy. Yeah, for sure. Because like agent mustache starts fighting with Eric mm-hmm. and Eric's like, Oh, well, you know what? So you don't mess with me in getting this money. I'm just going to shoot the pilot lady. And now I'm the only one who knows how to fly a helicopter. Yeah. Which only just enrages Agent Mustache even more. Right. There was even a point where Agent Mustache had a gun drawn on him and he should have just shot Eric. Yeah. And and Agent Mustache is just like, whatever, I'll go find that case. Yeah. And Eric's like, I'm just going to hang out in the chopper. Yeah, you go find it then. Oh, yeah. This is uh, before we gloss over it. This is where we just know that the FBI and Treasury guy are just in their own chopper cruising around. Yeah, they're flying around trying to track, figure out what's going on. Yeah. find the, they, they already found the wreckage, too, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. And if we didn't say it earlier, they were the FBI kind of knew this Eric guy was up to no good and might mm-hmm. try something. So they know that shenanigans have occurred. Right. And then is this where we get the Hal fight scene? Um, no, this is where, uh, well, Stallone finds the last case that is broken mm-hmm. open and money's just kind of hanging out everywhere. It's blown the worst around. cases ever. And then he's like, what's this over here? I see a snow hole. And an ominous snow hole. We'll find out what has to, to happen with that yeah in a bit but yeah now we've got your hal fight which dude was like the bad guy is just gonna kill hal because he's unimportant now i guess and he was gonna shoot him but then this dumb british guy goes on this dumb talk about how he used to play soccer how he used to be such a good kicker football running well he called it soccer so i'm gonna call it soccer oh did he yeah he did actually oh because if he said football then all of the dumb american viewers sitting in the theater would have been like football i know football yeah don't the big trouble big skin around i don't know i just got done watching the pack and uh, i didn't see anything about any strikers in the back hey look i'm just happy that the cheese had survived <laughs> we were gonna riot and then we were gonna just uh politely burned down this theater say sorry we were gonna 
we were gonna uh, turn all the natural cheese into napalm. <laughs> you ever, uh, you ever see what happens when you stick a guy into a popcorn maker? <laughs> Not that pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Which it would have been funny now if if the cheesehead guy was in the back of that helicopter. He is. What's He's going on, be. guys? Whoa, why'd you shoot her, dude? Not cool. Can I just go home already? <laughs> He's just unconscious, like, doped up in the back. Yeah. I'm gonna inject you full of morphine. You're gonna love it. He's like, let's go! <laughs> a little for you, a little for me. <laughs> yeah! That is what Frank would do. <laughs> what a part's even... Oh, yeah, the hell fight scene. Yeah. So... so yes. Football guy, football soccer guy. Just kicking him, even kicks him in his bad knee, which that's rough. Um, oh, yeah, and I suppose earlier, because this is where this comes up, Hal, when he was, like, talking to Frank, reaches past his boner and grabs, like, a little knife out of his pocket and, like, slips it into his boot. Um, all the while, he's getting kicked by this British guy. He doesn't pull out the blade at all, <laughs> which I, the entire time I was thinking, like, oh, my God, like, Obviously, he has it. Obviously, he's going to bring it out. Like, it's like Chekhov's gun. You know, yeah. like, he has it. I've seen Michael Rooker wield a knife in a movie before. <laughs> and it never ends well for the other person. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Definitely doesn't end well for this guy because he has Hal, like, right on the edge of the cliff and is about to, like, kick him off. And he pulls out the knife and he stabs him right in, like, the foot, I think, right? Stabs him right in the foot. And as he's falling, like, grabs his shotgun. Or as he's like, ah! Hal grabs his shotgun and blasts him right in the chest. Yeah, and, and then he falls down the cliff. But he also has to like get a one-liner in. Yeah. Oh, I wrote it down in my notes here. Season's over, asshole. Good one. Yep. Man, there's not a lot of one-liners in this movie, but they're there. Yeah. They're there when like it's when you gotta kill a villain. Yeah, definitely. Uh man, that was just such a just getting phased out from the eighties. <sighs> yeah. Thankfully, I was yeah. not a fan of the one-liners. They're fun once in a while. But. I think they're they're fun if they're in character, if they make sense. Because a lot of one-liners, the movie like stops in its place mm-hmm. to, to show whatever characters say their dumb line. Yeah. Like, I don't need that. If they're going to say something that's funny or makes sense for the pacing and everything, yeah, yeah. go for it. But I mean, you got to get that last word in. <laughs> There's also like a whole lot of... Um, it got to be where your good guy didn't necessarily kill the bad guy, but wouldn't save him type of thing. That happened a lot. Oh, yeah. lot. Yeah. Even Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, you're going to flip that coin in front of two face over a cliff or his bottomless pit or whatever. <laughs> like you killed him. You just killed him. Joker falls to death. Yeah. It's just um, the Lion King, the Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff. But I think that's just to be like, well, we can't have our good guys, you know, doing terrible things. They can't kill. They can't be committing the best act of murder in the entire (laughs) film, even though they've murdered their way to this murder. Yeah. Yeah, that is such a silly trope. Just kill them. Or don't make them face justice. (laughs) That's pretty cool, too. Yeah, what a crazy concept that would be. Nah. Based on current events, I'm not even sure if justice actually exists anymore. We'll find out. 
it's pretty topsy-turvy. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Who knows? Yeah. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. What's even, what's next? Yeah, because that's what I mean. Like, it this... just gets, it's just like, oh, everything's got to happen at once. Oh, Agent Mustache finds what he thinks is the case. Mm. And it's actually a tracker attached to a rabbit. <laughs> and he gets mad and tries to shoot the rabbit. Thankfully, not successful. Thankfully. The rabbit even, like, peeks its head out again just to tease him. Yeah, which absolutely would not happen in real life. No, that that little rabbit's gone. Unless mountain rabbits are a different breed. I don't know. Rabbits around here are that brave. <laughs> Come back. If it, like, Monty Python just, like, jumped at him, <laughs> that would have been cool. Nice shot. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> Try it again. <laughs> Why, you... And then he... Agent Mustache guy calls Eric over the walkie and is totally just ranting at him. He's totally given up on this mission. He doesn't like Eric, obviously. Never has. This is kind of like his final straw. And Eric the whole time is like, dude, like, stop talking over walkie-talkie. Like, stop using our real names. Stop talking over walkie-talkie. You're being an idiot right now. And he just keeps going. And it's a way for the the good guys in the helicopter to yeah. be able to track where the signal was coming from they can determine the the direction that the broadcast is coming from i don't know if that's a thing or not yeah i really that's i don't beyond know. me but um so yeah he goes cuckoo yeah and this is also where just decides to get super dumb <laughs> yeah because Eric takes off in the helicopter, even though it's supposed to have just enough fuel to get them down. Right. He sort of starts cruising around. And this is where like Jess pops up and he just, he's, he's in a helicopter. Piloting it. Piloting it. Yes. And just points his gun at her. And it's like, oh, now she's kidnapped. Points a gun at her through the front window. Like, like was just pointing it from the inside of the helicopter. What is he going to do? She could just climb down to wherever she was. Yeah. Was he going to do a perfectly hover the helicopter and shoot her with a pistol? Like, yeah. Is he going to just hide? It's dumb. Stupid. It's dumb. And it's just a very damsel in distress right. scenario that does not need to happen. No. Because it was almost like after the bridge scene, this is the first time she pops up. She's basically just kind of written out of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been fine. It would have not been cool, mm-hmm. but it would have been fine and better than this. Because Stallone even had some line before he takes off to to go attach the tracker to the bunny or whatever that she needs to like stay behind or whatever. You're like, oh, I gotta do this. Sure, just split up, hang out in a cave. Yeah, I suppose she would be excited to see Frank. But either way, like I don't know, this whole thing doesn't make any sense. No, it's just they. You can tell it was just. That's just the way they wrote it, because something had to happen. Yeah. And Agent Mustache Guy, of course, sees Stallone fleeing the scene. Because, again, why why do they always just catch this man, like, running away? Because he's one step ahead, but literally just one step ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. He's only one step ahead. Um, Yeah, and he gets chased to a frozen Goonies set. Yeah. (laughs) And so it looked like... Well, at first, too, because, like, he's getting shot at. He jumps off of a cliff and just, like, lands in a tree and just gets up and keeps going, which is ridiculous. And, yeah, and then he runs across, like, this bridge over a frozen, like, stream or whatever. 
this this whole this set is like probably the worst looking part of the movie for some reason because yeah. it just it really just looks like a set it does yeah it doesn't really look authentic a lot of the other times when they show these locations or even like objects like oh this is a ladder mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it's like been placed there by the crew it looks like it has been there for decades yeah and it's just the way everything's like frosted over it looks really dumb it looks like a kid's christmas movie yes this is what the north pole looks like <laughs> santa comes up <laughs> yeah oh no <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> you just get shot <laughs> you shot santa <laughs> but uh this does result in like a pretty fun fight i guess yeah yeah his agent mustache is trying to like track him down and he finds stallone's blood going across the bridge he's walking across the bridge and then all of a sudden stallone's hands pop out from underneath and and yank him um but then stallone ends up falling into the ice like breaks through the ice and falls in to the water and so agent mustache is like looking into the water trying to see him and we see stallone underwater like taking his shirt off which is kind of crazy listen it's in his contract he wrote the movie. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so Stallone's like, he floats up and he's like looking through the ice and Agent Mustache sees him looking through the ice. But then Stallone pulls out this like device thingy to shoot anchors into the rock. They'd shown it earlier. It was another one of those like rock climbing things that they showed. Mm-hmm. Gets used all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I didn't even bother to bring it up in my notes or yeah. anything because... It's, just, it's there. just there all the time. And he shoots it through the ice at dude and just like blasts him like two or three times with it. I don't know if that's a real thing. Might be or... a real thing, but I doubt that it works like it. It's like nail guns in movies where they normal nail guns. You will never be able to shoot into somebody. You could, but if it, it was it's, like it's it's definitely more ranged because I worked with them. Yeah. And. If you're two feet away, it's not going to kill somebody. Especially, like, in the movies a lot, they're cordless. Mm. And, like, what was it? The the Evil Dead from 2013. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Like, that remake. Yeah, that one was just kind of so ridiculous and over the top with how powerful it was. When it was, like, a really old cordless one, which I don't (laughs) even know if that was a thing back then. Right. Like, normally you have to have it hooked up to a pneumatic system. I think it's because people hear nail gun, and they fill in a lot of blanks about it. Yeah. When it's not really how the thing works. Yeah, but anyway, I guess, I don't know. We're just, why are we even... (laughs) I don't know anything about rock climbing, so maybe this gun thingy is this dangerous. But either way, it was a pretty neat way to dispatch uh, Agent Mustache. He falls in the water, and we get this nice top-down shot of his lifeless corpse floating, floating through the ice floating through the ice he's going on the, the underwater ice ride which i gotta say there's a fight in the last hobbit movie which it shouldn't have been a trilogy anyway there's a fight at the end where almost this exact same thing happens good guys in the ice bad guys on top of the ice good guy comes out of the ice bad guy falls into the ice and we see him floating away through it really weird connection but... i've i've never watched that movie um uh you don't really have to read the book it is actually faster to read the hobbit than it is to watch the hobbit <laughs> i watched all of the extended editions of them the first yeah. one's honestly pretty fun i do like the i first watched one. the first two and i did not like that whole 
like weird barrel scene in the water. Yeah. Holy crap. Was that dumb as balls? And here's the thing. Like Peter Jackson, go back, watch old Peter Jackson movies. Mm. You're going to love them. They're tons of fun. Mm -hmm. They're crazy. It's basically like Sam Raimi. Sure. Okay. Quality of over the top zaniness. Yeah. Yeah. And gore slapstick horror type of thing. That sounds fun. And then I don't know. I didn't, I didn't care for the Lord of the Rings movies myself. And I just feel like, I don't know. It became too spectacly. And I think that's where the Hobbit really fails is like that barrel scene because it's like, why, why is this even happening? This is clearly just here because it's a cool action scene. And we, Peter Jackson wants to chew. Peter Jackson just wants to show Legolas shooting a ton of orcs with arrows yeah. and all these barrels and all this craziness. Well, they could just have the, they got to like drag that out. It was a short book and you can make th- a exactly. trilogy out of it. Yeah, just make it one. It could have been one four hour long movie. This is <laughs> anyway, back to cliffhanger. We're almost at the end. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Stallone's able to get out of the ice and Hal was just like right there, I guess. It was just like, Gabe. Yeah. Deus Ex Hal. Yeah. And ma- who has magic clothes? Deus Ex uh, dry clothes for Stallone. <laughs> He's just dry. He just needs to be dry now. He's dry. Get more walkie talk with Eric. Yeah. And they set up a meeting. Because he's like, oh, I got something, I got something precious or whatever. Oh, it's Jess, of course. Yeah, let me just get like, I don't know, my notes, I have awkward chopper stuff. Yeah, because it's like, there's like this long ladder leading up to this, the top of this cliff area. Of course, there's a cliff. And the helicopter flies in and he's like, give me the money. And Stallone's like, no, I'm, I'll give you the money, but I'm not going to give you the money. You got to give me Jess first. Like, you got to land first. And she's just handcuffed in the back. Yeah. Not not handcuffed to Cheesehead, though. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> Who are what, you? Whoa, what, what's going on? <laughs> so then he's like, you got to land your helicopter first and let Jess go. But he won't land it. So then he's like, you got to get closer. Yeah, and then he lets Jess go. So then Jess gets out. She, she like winds down. She goes down like the little whatever it's called in the helicopter to get down the the cable, the, cable. the winch, winch. Yeah, there you go. Which who stopped it? I also thought that too. I think just kept on going, letting down <laughs> line. But whatever. She gets off, and then it's a whole lot of like, okay, well, throw the just throw the money in, throw the money in the helicopter. So then Stallone, which was pretty fun just throws the package into the rotor blades and all the money just like explodes everywhere. And uh, the helicopter starts losing. He starts, Eric starts losing control of the helicopter and Stallone grabs the cable from the wench from the helicopter and attaches it to the, whatever was securing the ladder down leading up there. And then, and then I guess Eric tries running over Stallone with the helicopter, just like starts charging him with it. And Stallone jumps off the cliff, grabs onto the ladder, but then the ladder gets yanked off because the helicopter's attached to it, and now the helicopter's all losing control, and it, like, crashes into the cliffside. Well, because also, uh, Hal shoots it with the shotgun. That's right, yeah, Hal shows up with that shotgun and blasts it a couple times, too. And you'd think that would be it, but there's still more, because the helicopter is now dangling right underneath the ladder over this cliff. And Eric gets out 
and Stallone and Eric get into this brawl on top of the helicopter, which is fun. It was a little tussle. And if if I had told you without seeing this movie that John Lithgow would kick the crap out of Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Because he, it is, I mean, granted, Stallone's been through a lot by yeah, this point, yeah. but he's definitely been weakened by his experiences. But Eric kind of like gives him the business. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because in the middle of the fight, Stallone just tries to climb away. <laughs> like, he just, like, starts to climb the wall and gets pulled down. And the helicopter's, of course, like, creaking and the ladder's starting to give way and stuff, which I have no idea how this ladder was able to support a helicopter for that long, at least. But, of course... That's, that's good old American craftsmanship. That's right. Stallone kicks Eric off the the helicopter with a one-liner too i even forgot what he said but i I didn't even write it down because i was so annoyed by it yeah eric doesn't fall off the cliff but he falls into the helicopter stallone grabs the side of the cliff right as the helicopter broke away right as the ladder i i guess gave way and and fell and we get to see eric like ah as the helicopter hits the ground and of course explodes in a ginormous explosion taking cheese head with him taking cheese head yeah taking cheese head with him <laughs> oh no bro hey what's good <laughs> <laughs> he's like strapped down so he's like upside down this whole time too <laughs> yeah poor cheese head bummer dude <laughs> not cool man so yay yeah everyone's and, dead and then like they get in contact with the other guys in the other chopper and they go we'll send somebody for you yeah we'll save you later and that's then credits that's it they're just all hanging out together the movie that's it that's that's cliffhanger stallone i guess resolved his moral dilemma after sarah's death um uh, pretty quick pretty quick yeah that's never brought up Again, aside from when he wasn't going to let go of uh, Jess. Yeah. Aside from that, that's the only time that ever really came into play at all of like him having to regain his confidence. Yeah. Yeah. He already had it back by that point. Right. So it kind of ruins that part of the movie, I guess. And it was nice to see like Hal and Stallone like be cool with each other again. Yeah. Albeit wasn't really a thing for Hal to get over. It was more of a, oh, there are bad guys with a lot of guns and these people are trying to help me, you know. But yeah, Power I don't know. Of friendship. <laughs> it's just weird because that whole kind of situation they set up in the beginning with the characters and where they're at doesn't really get explored much further, which is a little disappointing because I did like the setup, the dynamics between everybody in the beginning of the movie, but Yeah, so I I I don't know about you, but I feel I've Talked a little too much during this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm ready to wrap things up. Yeah, so do you want to give it your um, your rating saying the word movie? And if you'd recommend it. I'd say Cliffhanger is. It's a movie. Um, it, you could probably just have it on <laughs> in the background type of a movie. And it's it's fine. I don't know. It's not terrible. It's not particularly interesting in parts yeah i guess and that's probably its only fault for me and um stallone doesn't really stallone a lot in it no he's pretty mild as far as yeah stallone goes and 
he's doesn't feel like he's in it a whole lot, even though he's the star. Yeah. Feels like more bad guy stuff and travel and cliffhanging. Yeah. Uh I think I remember it to just a little bit more oh, yeah, Stallone's body. Oh, but sure. it doesn't really seem to. I be was expecting more point. like, oh, here's his bicep as he reaches for another, grab another rack or whatever. Yeah, I mean it's in it enough, but you know, pretty pretty tame. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a medium recommend mm. where it's like you want to check it out. It's entertaining enough. Yeah, I I think John Lithgow's weird Ooh. accent is very off putting. Yeah, considering. He's a good actor, and I don't know what happened with that. And he's kind of a letdown in this. Should have just given him his normal accent. And just let him go ham with it. Yeah. And let him be, like, truly evil instead of just more, just, like, trying to be sinister bad guy. Because it doesn't really work well. Yeah, he should have been able to, like, chew the scenery a little bit. Yeah. So it feels just kind of like a disappointment, but. Yeah, otherwise like i don't know it's fine i'd say yeah i'd say it's a movie it's it's like it's like a flick it's just a fun don't use your brain too much mm-hmm. cool cool rock climbing stuff they they definitely used the premise well enough um i i like your recommendation too if it's on in the background you could probably tell when the cool stuff is happening by like the noise you know a second there's a lot of commotion and talking yeah watch because something cool is gonna happen but they could have shook this movie in like 15 minutes of it could have fell out and it still would have been fine. Yeah. This movie's almost two hours. It's yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be that long. I think that's almost its biggest fault. We're at two hours of recording right now. Yeah, Dang. This is way too long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure once editing happens, it usually right. drops quite a bit, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Soft recommend. Like you said, it's still, it was still pretty fun. It was a fun movie. I think it would have been better if, it was a better movie or if it was a worse movie, it would have been more entertaining that way. Cause if it was worse, it would have been like goofy and funny to laugh at, but it really wasn't a lot of the time. It was still really well made. It just wasn't an amazing movie. Yeah. We had fun with it. That's, That's for what, sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is a good recording session. I think but yeah, yeah I've, it was fun talking about it. Yeah. So there's that definitely got something out of it. It's true. A lot of our fun came from tangents. That's always <laughs> sure, fun. but inspired. Yes, by cliffhanger. So yeah, I guess with that, feel free to write in if you want to contact us about anything. What are your thoughts on cliffhanger? Do you know any evil Eric's? Yeah, write us an email. Write to Sylvester Stallone himself because we need to get Stallone alone made. Yeah, tell him you want to see Stallone alone. <laughs> and. <laughs> And he's got to get in contact with us. Yes. So have Sylvester Stallone email us at corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks, Rabbit. And then um, get some cool gear. Get some dongle gear at the T Public store. The link is in the show notes. Get yourself a climber's pick. Yeah. Whack a goon in the shin. Yeah. Or a t shirt. <laughs> Thanks to you, the listeners. Oh, that was... The dongles. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) Thanks to our fellow podcasters. You're not a bunch of jerks. (laughs) You support us, even though we're just big giant babies. (laughs) I don't know why I'm doing this. (laughs)
I'm tired. <laughs> and I need some caffeine. Cliffhang in there, dongles. Oh. You gonna say goodbye? It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> just fell off (laughs) dad i think my butt's broken there's a crack in it